Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. And uh, we want to thank you all for being here and check out our social media. We're on X yes. at PTI underscore podcast. And you can find us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. Hey, we got a great show today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, Eric. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting one. We're going to do another, we're going to do a poll. Yep. Uh, I don't know, well, not a poll. I would have a list. It's a, it's a compilation a list. list. Poll. A list poll. A yeah, yeah. List. A poll. No, list poll, I think, is more <laughs> more apropos there. Anyway, uh, we, we got this from MovieWeb, and I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting. We're going to do uh, the 20 best <clears throat> 80s, 80s, 1980s 80s kids, kids movies. movies ever made. Yeah, this harkens back to yeah. our childhoods. Yeah. When uh, we Now, okay, in the 80s, <clears throat> were you, how, were, you, uh, uh, were you considered a kid, a uh, teen, preteen? I was a teen in the 90s. So I was born in 1975. Okay. Okay. I was in junior high from 88 to 89. Was in so high you school been, from 90 yes. to 94. So, I mean, you know, by the time you're 85, I mean, by the time you're, uh, yes. I mean, 75 to 85. So you're about 10. Yes. Yeah, you're right in that wheelhouse. I am. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the 80s would be. Now, me, I was, I was, uh, uh, so I was 10 and 80, so then... I thought you were in your 20s in the 80s. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. Oh, in my... Oh, really? Oh, that old? I thought you were going to say 20s now. I was like, oh, no, no, thank no, you, no, sir. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. I try to take care of myself. <laughs> Botox works wonders. <laughs> um, no, uh, I was... So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that wheelhouse, too. I mean, okay. the 80s, yeah, it was like I was 10 and 80, and then, you know, and, and so the 80s, I hit yeah. my teens, and... Um, so these are these are the best kids. So th- right, th- I know a lot of these movies. A lot of these movies. We both you, do. Yeah, we both do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so th- this was our this is our generation here. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're gonna start uh, now. This list is funny. It goes from one uh, at one to twenty. We're gonna start at one, not mm-hmm. at twenty, and do a countdown. We're gonna yeah. count up on this. So one. we're going up in ascending order here, folks. Not yeah, descending order. order. Mm-hmm. Um, number one on this list, which I don't think I've ever, to be honest, I never watched. It's a really? animated, I don't think I've ever seen this. It's an animated, uh, but it is in the very beginning. And this maybe goes by year too, to be honest. Maybe mm-hmm. it starts in the beginning of the decade and goes toward the end. Yeah. Um, the Fox and the Hound. Yeah. This is a Disney movie. Disney movie. It is. I don't think I've ever watched this. Uh, have you seen it? I have. I saw, I've seen it many times. It's about a, uh, Fox and a Hound. It's about a fox and a hound. Okay, if you let sorry. me finish here. No, hold th- on, hold on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for not hitting the other button. Um, <laughs> yeah, not this time, right? Yeah, right. Here's what Jason's feeling. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, Pretty much. Okay. Enough with the buttons. So, yes. Yes, wise guy. We know the movie's about a fox and a hound, but more, more in depth. It's about a uh, friendship. A dog. It's about friendship between two animals who shouldn't be friends. So you have a dog named Todd or Copper, and then you have a fox named Todd. They grow up together as kids, and they grow up to be friends. But then eventually, they're both separated, mm. and Todd or Copper ends up becoming um, a hunting dog. He becomes a hunting dog, and so as they get older, Copper is taught that he has to go hunt after Todd, who is the fox. 
this is a, like I said, it's a Disney movie. But what what makes this movie unique is that uh, the animators on the film, Don Bluth, one of the animators on the film, Don Bluth, actually went on to direct a couple of other well-known kids animated films that weren't Disney films in the throughout the eighties and then some portions of the nineties as well. Oh, interesting. So yeah, he he was one of the animators on this one. But it's it's a genuinely good movie about friendship eric but more importantly it's also real it's a movie that helps kids understand that you can be different and yet you can still be friends yeah that you don't have to be the same you don't have to look the same in order to be friends because that's essentially what this movie is about it's about two animals who are supposed to hate each other who one of them was bred to hate the other yeah but they're but because they were childhood friends there's still that connection there with them. Yeah, and they, so, they yeah. come to the conundrum of the uh, the hunted and the hunter and right. how they work work through right. that, right? Because they were friends. Mm-hmm. Interesting, exactly. yeah. You know, this is probably... This is we're back the best when, of friends. <laughs> this is back when Disney was actually... Animation was actually good, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, this was way, way before the onset of digital animation and computer animation and stop caption and stop motion animation. This was back in the days when they would still draw the hand stills draw. on... Hand draw the stills on paper and then flip another sheet draw another still and then constantly compare and then you know flip them all together to see if they they animated in one scene together and this this came out in 1981 came out in 1981 yeah and uh it uh but at the same time too it's it's not tied to any you know ip that you would know either no, no, you no, know no. it's it's kind of its own separate story yeah it's not based on a fairy tale but it's not it's not you know it's not tied or it's not tied to you know a uh, marvel or star you know some property yeah, not um, at all. Not an offshoot. This is this is just a, a regular old tale. Yeah, that yeah. Disney used to do. They would just take these kind of original stories and mm-hmm. and and do them. Yes, um, they did. Yeah. So anyway, very interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, number two on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess it doesn't go with the, the decade because this one's from 1988. So we're skipping to 1988. Another one that I don't think I've ever seen actually. I've seen this one also, which is Land Before Time. Yeah, basically a movie about dinosaurs set in the prehistoric era, of course. And I think this was another Don Bluth animated movie. If I'm not, is this Universal? Mistaken. Universal distributed it, or I think it might have been Paramount. Okay. Uh, I, I don't remember on who distributed it. Okay. It says it's the, it's the perfect uh, kids' movie mm-hmm. with some impressive sequencing, eliciting all sorts of emotions in it for the intended audience. Mm-hmm. What's the story about? What's the main plot? You know? Oh, uh, well, the main. Is the Earth like getting destroyed or what? Yeah, exactly. It's just about dinosaurs trying to stave off their own extinction, and they're mm-hmm. basically migrating to a different part where they can be safe, and you know they develop bonds and friendship along the way, and uh, and unfortunately they all die, and unfortunately they all die. <laughs> yes. So, would you recommend it? Uh, I I would recommend it. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good kids movie. If you have young kids between the ages of say four and eight, I would definitely recommend it. It's a movie that they would like. Now here's one that uh, it's also from 1988, and I don't think this is a kids movie to be honest with you. Now mm-hmm. it's got a cartoon in it, but to me it's not a kids movie. Okay, uh, it's called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ah, uh, yes. What do you think, kids movie or not? I do not agree with this being a kids movie. It yeah. is a fantastic film. It's a great movie. A great movie, directed by Robert Zemeckis, and uh, really was the first. I think one of the first movies to incorporate live action with full digital with animation. Yeah, animation. Now Mary yeah. Poppins. 
was the first movie to combine live action with standard still animation. But this movie involved digital animation. And so, yeah, and we all know we've seen it. It's about, of course, Roger Rabbit, who is framed for the murder of uh, a movie executive. Yeah. And then Bob Hoskins plays Eddie Valiant, who is basically assigned to his case to prove Roger's innocence. A detective, yeah, a gumshoe, a private eye. And then you have also uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd plays Judge Doom in it. And then, uh, what's her name? Uh, She was in Blade Runner. Joanna Cassidy. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, Kathleen Turner's in it. Joanna Cassidy in it so yeah eric i agree with you i don't agree with this one being on a kids list it's not a kid's movie just because it features animation it doesn't make it a kid's movie i think it's a great i think it's a great kind of teen movie maybe right yeah i wouldn't yeah. say kids movie yeah so I, I wouldn't say kids movie it's but, hard to say they're, they don't really they're not really specific on what they mean by kids like age bracket wise you know right are we talking like Chuck E. cheese age kids or are we talking teenagers here yeah you know Here's one that I thought was kind of odd on the list, to be yeah. honest with you. But I, I guess if you're saying kids movie, it mm-hmm. definitely fits in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 1989, it's a Little Mermaid. Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid, yeah. Okay. A great, a great uh, mm-hmm. uh, animated movie, mm-hmm. uh, musical fantasy film. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, as far as a kids movie, I think it's a good kids movie. It's a little uh, yeah. different. It's a little different. It's funny because when they say kids movie, I'm I, I guess maybe because. Uh, I don't know because of the genre that I'm picturing, it mm-hmm. doesn't quite fit in it, you know. But okay. but I guess overall, <laughs> yes, as a kids movie, it does, and I I think it works. Yeah, yeah, I think it does too. So I can agree with that being on the list. Here's another <laughs> one uh, from uh, 1988. Oh. Uh, boy, these are li- later in the decade, huh? Right, 1988. They are. I don't. This is an interesting one because we're going back to the same thing we had with uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I don't know if it's a kids movie. I don't think it is. But I would say a teen movie, but or maybe preteen. Um, but it, it is big, big starring Tom Hanks. Big. This was the movie that launched Tom Hanks into the stratosphere, that turned him into a number one oh, yeah, Hollywood sure. star. And even though he had been in movies before, like Splash and Bachelor Party, Bachelor Party, and The Burbs. Those movies. I don't think was he in the Burbs before this. He was in the Burbs before this. Oh wow! Burb, okay. Burbs came out in 1984 or 1985. I oh think. dang, that long ago. That long Holy ago. Holy jeez! Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. You may want to check the dates, but Burbs definitely came out before this. This was a movie though that launched his career, that proved he could be a leading star in Hollywood. And um, I don't agree with this being on the list, Eric. I think it's an outstanding comedy. It's an outstanding story. It's a heartwarming story. It's a mm. heartwarming story about a kid who wants to be grown up, wants to no longer be treated as a kid. Yeah. He goes and he makes a wish in front of a machine called the Zoltar. I want to be big. He's big. He grows up and he finds out how fun it is at first. But then when he falls in love with a woman and he realizes he has all these responsibilities for being an adult, he realizes that he missed he misses his childhood. And the mo- mm. that's what the movie yeah. does so good a job of is just describing how important it is to be a child and to have those years of innocence that we're supposed to have and to just experience life growing up. And yeah, I think it's kind of, it's it's like a coming of age story where, you know, and and as an adult, especially when you watch this, you kind of realize you see, it's funny. It's one of those movies that as a kid, you watch, you see it from one perspective. Yeah. And then when you rewatch it as an adult, you see it from another perspective. Yes. And, and so it's, it's kind of has this duality of, Mm -hmm. of plot going on for most depending depending on, on your, you know, where you're at in your life. Yeah. Um, Or even if you've seen it at both times in your life. 
which I have, and it also has one of, uh, at the time, uh, one of my crushes, Elizabeth Perkins, in it. Oh. I don't know, for some reason, I always just liked her. I had a crush on her. I just thought, I don't know why. She was just something about her. I don't know her. either. She never did anything for me. Really? So, I just yeah. liked her. I don't know. I just, okay. I really liked her in this. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Meany is in it. Uh, who? Ro- Robert Loja was in it, too. Robert Loja. Kevin Meany, isn't he the uh, dad from... Uh, 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 am I thinking of... You're thinking uh, of John Hurt. John Hurt, sorry. He's the, the dad he, from Home Alone. He's the dad from Home Alone. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so I... Yeah, kids movie. It's a great movie. Uh, kids movie, not sure, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. This one here, this next one here. <laughs> this what do you next... think about this? Okay, I actually like this movie. This is one of my favorite comedies. Is uh... it really? Uh, yeah, Short Circuit. Okay. Johnny Five, Alive. Yeah, so from 1986. So, so from 1986, a movie called Short Circuit. It stars Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy. This is number six on our list. Number six on the list here. And it's basically a movie about a robot who is struck by a bolt of lightning. Yeah. He's a, a robot built for the military. He's struck by a bolt of lightning, and all of a sudden, he becomes, or he thinks he becomes, alive. Yeah. The robot's name is Johnny Five. Johnny Five Alive. And yeah, it's just, it, it, uh, to me, I think it's, it's a funny, hilarious comedy. It not only stars Gutenberg, but also has Fisher Stevens in it. And then- uh, Ali G- Sheedy. Ali Sheedy, G.W. Bailey- who played uh, in some of the Police Academy movies is in it as well. Mm. And so Steve Gutenberg and Fisher Stevens play the two scientists who created Johnny Five, and they're trying to help him avoid capture by the government so they can bring him back and destroy him. Yeah. And so all the while, as they go through the plot of the movie, they really find out that that bolt of lightning that struck Johnny Five actually really made him alive because he develops feelings and emotions. And it's kind of of like the birth of AI, right? Exactly. Yeah. Self-awareness. Think of this as like the Monty Python version of the Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can think of it there, you know, (laughs) but there's a lot of slapstick one-liners in it. There's a lot of cute, tender moments in it. It is is a cute movie. Hey, laser lips. Your mama was a (laughs) snowblower, you know, but beyond that, I wouldn't necessarily equate it to be a kid's movie because there is some, some, some smiled thematic violence in it, like with guns sh- shooting and everything like that and explosions. But I, I don't think it's really directed at any people. They're trying to, no, like, no, they're no, trying no, to get, get the robot, right? They're trying right. to get Johnny Five and he right. keeps eluding him. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it almost it had some uh, flair, a little bit of E.T. too, like when they're trying to disguise Johnny Five where he can't, you know. <laughs> right, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. The thing is, I don't think, I think because of the references and because this came out in 80, was it 86? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it didn't age well. You know, I think okay. like a lot of the references, I think kids today wouldn't quite understand. I know? would probably agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. So it, a lot of the jokes <laughs> would probably land flat. You yeah. Know? I think, but uh, but I do think it is a good movie. It's a cute movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think definitely be a good kids movie. Most definitely. Here's one too that we we saw on the list and we're kind of like I don't know this is a kids movie. How did but this make the list? In 1988, uh, it's a great movie, and we got uh, the second one of this uh, part two coming is coming out, out uh, this soon. year, real soon. But uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, one of Beetlejuice, Michael Beetlejuice. Keaton's, yeah. This is probably one of his huge breakout roles, huh? I think. Um, I, I'm trying to think. What did he do now? I know he did Night Shift. He did Night Shift. He did. With Henry Winkler. He did Mr. Mom. Oh, he did do. Was um, Mr. Mom uh, before this? Mr. Mom was before this. Okay. He yeah, also yeah. did a movie called Johnny Dangerously. Gung Ho. Gung Ho. He was in Gung Ho. He did Johnny Dangerously. Johnny which, Dangerously is Johnny one. Dangerously? Oh, my gosh, dude. You just. Oh, man. That's a great film. 
that is that is the most underrated Michael comedy King film, film. Yeah. of all time. Yeah. We're gonna have to do. We're gonna have retro to go review. watch that retro review it retro and do a, a whole show on that because I agree. I agree. But you just sparked something when you said, "Man, I just forgot about that movie." That is a <laughs> that is the funniest freaking movie. It's hilarious. And nobody. Yes. But the funny thing is, is that the I'm sorry to get off on this tangent. No, but it's no, like go, one go, of those go, movies go. that one of those go. movies that nobody likes, and I don't understand yeah. why. But well, anyway, well, and what people don't know is that Michael Keaton, when he started out, he actually started out as a comedian. So he hasn't always was he a stand up really. He was well. I don't know if he was. A, I think he was a stand up comedian for a little bit, and then he made his way into some comedies like Mr. Mom and Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. And it wasn't until later, after he did Beetlejuice, where he started getting more serious roles like Batman and um, Jack Frost and Jack Frost stuff like <laughs> Jack <laughs> Frost. You actually said that. But so yeah, Beetlejuice is a Tim Burton. Well, no, but what's the other one he did where he this he was in that movie where he was dying and he was videotaping himself right for his son. Oh, was that him? Was that Clean and Sober? You're talking about? No, not Clean and Sober. There's one where he had like cancer or something or pancreatic. Uh, oh, I don't remember pancreatic that. cancer. I remember he portrayed uh, Ray. I gotta look it up. He portrayed Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, or not the founder of McDonald's, but the founder of the McDonald's franchise. Yeah. Um, in the movie The Founder, he was good in that, and he also was in Birdman, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. Uh, he was also those, in those are later movies. No, later let me, movies. Let me see. Yeah. Let me find. I'm, I'm looking up. Go ahead and talk. I'm looking it up here. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, interesting that Beetlejuice is on this list, folks, because I don't think it's a necess- I don't think it's a kids movie at all. Now it yeah. is. A, it is a comedy. It has some comedic, scary. Moments oh, he was in, in Pacific it. Heights. Pacific Heights. That's, yes, with that, Matthew Modine. That's Matthew, Matthew Modine. That's a kind of a <laughs> yeah yeah my life my life. The Oh my life! That's that's it. Yeah. the one where he's like he's dying, but mm-hmm. he's gonna be he's gonna right. die before his son is yeah. born. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, very dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic role. Good film for him. But yeah, getting back to Beetlejuice here, don't think this should be on a kids movie list, Eric. Because I mean, look, Tim Burton. Come on, it's not. This is not a kids movie. If you've seen it, you know Beetlejuice is not a kids movie. Yeah. And yeah, it's very adult. Yeah, Winona Ryder's in it. Jeffrey Jones, uh, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Number two is coming out, but I don't know. Kids movie. Yeah, would you want to set your, you know, I don't know. Would I let my daughter watch it? Would you let your, you know, 10-year-old I don't, watch it? I, don't I think my daughter wouldn't like it just because of the imagery. Because Tim Burton's imagination is so, so unique. I don't know. That might, that might hook, though. Like young kids, right? They, they <coughs> With all that, with all that, it might kind of hook oh, them maybe. into it. But, it might, but yeah. really, the, the themes and stuff are very adult. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Here's, here's number eight on this yeah. list. Um from 1989, I don't agree with this. I think it's a fun movie, yeah. and I think it could be a family movie, but I don't think it's necessarily a kid's movie. It's not. Uh, called Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Yeah. Now, John Candy yes. stars in this, this as is, it's Uncle Buck. It's actually a funny comedy. This is yeah. it's a great movie. I it love is. this movie. Yeah, I think the only reason maybe they're calling it a kid's movie because it has Macaulay Culkin in it. I that's, mean, well, and then Gabby Hoffman's in it, too. A young Gabby Hoffman was yeah. in it. it. That's my, yeah, that's my only belief on that, too, because this is kind of a raunchy comedy. It does have some raunchy moments in it. Uh, there are some mm, questionable... In- well, I would say because of the teen, yeah, because of like yeah. the kind of the, the, the teen, the, the daughter has kind of that teen angst going on, and there's some yeah. situations she gets in, Buck exactly. helps her out. It's more, yeah, those are more kind of adult, like teen adult going into adult themes, right? Yeah, and then John Candy, Coming of course. Of I miss John Candy. 
Um, oh, yeah. John Candy plays the out-of-work brother-slash-uncle named Buck who goes over to babysit his uh, brother's uh, kids. They have to leave because I think the 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 like the, uh, wife's uh, father is sick or something. Had a heart they, attack. Had, oh, he had a heart attack. So what it is, yeah. So they have an emergency and they have to leave. So mm-hmm. it's like the only person that's left in the world to watch these kids are John Candy. Is, is the, yeah. the one person, the one the brother you wouldn't, you wouldn't call ever. Right, right, exactly. But you end up calling. So, yeah. yeah raunchy comedy, I don't think it should be on this list, though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this was an interesting one. Uh, yes. what, what's number nine on this? Number nine is the great empire strikes back episode five mm. of the star Wars. I love franchise. it. But is it a kid's movie? This is not a kid's movie. Okay. Look, let's just forget for the moment. Okay. If you were to take Frank Oz and his talents and Yoda out of this movie, would you still say it would be a kid's movie? No, this is not a kid's movie, folks. It's a science fiction fantasy movie. And I think it ended up on this list, Eric, because the great Frank Oz, yes, he is. Mm. <laughs> not only does the puppeteering work for Yoda, but also yeah. does the voice. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. you, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I will say when I saw this movie in the theaters, I mean, obviously, when I saw Star Wars, I was seven. When yeah. I saw this movie, I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um. I was a kid, and I still got the themes, and it still yeah. worked for me. So I don't know, you know, I, 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 you could slip it in there. In in today's world, would you say it's a kids' movie? Maybe no. not. No. But I, I think at the time, I don't know. I, I, I dealt with the themes okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Hmm. And see, when I first saw this movie, I was about thirteen, and I saw this film before I saw Episode Four. Really? Yes. And when I this was the movie that hooked me on Star Wars. That saw, the when wow. I saw it, I was just like, "Oh my God, is this for real?" And then when I found out this was the set, the middle part of the original trilogy. Where's I went, the other one? Exactly. I went back and watched the original one, where I was like, "Ooh, cool." And then when I saw Return of the Jedi a few years later, you know, I was like, "Ooh, cool." You know. But Empire Strikes Back was the first movie in the Star Wars franchise that I saw that hooked me on Star Wars officially. And again, I was I think twelve or thirteen when I first saw it. Yeah. But I don't think it should be on that list either. Now, I'll say one that, that should be on the, the list, which uh, is number yes. 10 here, is uh, from 1982, yes. E.T. Most definitely. Yeah, great kids movie. Great family film overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, yeah. Steven Spielberg directs. I mean, we know like there's Henry Thomas in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Have, of course, a very young Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, th- this is a, a great family movie. The funny thing is, I remember when this came out, I don't know, for some reason, I just never wanted to see it. I think it was just too overhyped as a kid, and, and I was I was about twelve. So yeah, I've got the you know who yeah. knows I got the I'm too cool for school attitude. Yeah, and uh, I haven't I didn't see this thing for years. I never saw it in the theater, which is crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I should have because of the yeah. because of the time it came out. But yeah. Okay, what do we got for number eleven? Number eleven is ooh Gremlins. Okay, so Gremlins, huh, yeah. kids movie, you think? No, not quite. I'm still. Well, we debated this on a Christmas list way back during the holiday. Oh, season. was it a Christmas movie? Because it takes place during Christmas. These doggone yes. Gremlins never go away. They always know, pop up on right? every list. Yeah, so we know. I'm sure you all have seen Gremlins, but uh, how it ended up on this list, I am not sure because I don't consider it a kids movie. I think it's more of a. Um, of a comedy slash horror, not a horror film, but a comedy slash thriller film, I mm. guess you could say. 
Uh, it has some you know, comedy horror film. Okay, Gremlins is they're calling it a violent holiday classic. <laughs> no, can't get away from the holiday. Violent Night is a violent holiday, <laughs> not so classic. This is not a holiday classic per se. It's not like up there in the realm of It's a Wonderful See, Life. See, now this one is rated PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because of the violence. So I don't know. See, so maybe they're talking kids, older kids. Maybe. I guess maybe there are some yeah. graphic moments in it too, like that part where Stripe is in the fountain and he. <laughs> disintegrates oh. and you see his eyeballs popping out and everything and you'd like yeah. there's one scene in there where a gremlin is shoved in a microwave and he explodes while he's oh yeah cooked, i remember that's very cooked famous. on high yeah, yeah so I, yeah just uh, sorry shouldn't be on this list okay no number 12 which oh. is uh yeah i guess this is this will kind of take care of of like you said it's kind of a family but a yeah family definitely movie. kids uh from 1987 the princess bride a classic Pla- classic. Rob mm-hmm. Reiner directed. Uh, Carrie Elves was. Uh, Carrie Elves was in it. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Chris Sarandon. Christopher yeah. Guest. Wallace Shawn. Andre the Giant. Andre the it. Giant. Yeah. Th- this movie is one of the movies I hear quoted more often than any other film, other than yeah. an Arnold Schwarzenegger and a Bill Paxton film. You know. Um, and <clears throat> go ahead. It has so many great lines in it that we all remember you know and so many great characters in this story and it's you know rob reiner does does these types of movies very well and it had it i can see it being on this list because it is essentially a comedy take on on a fairy tale it's what it is it's a fairy tale when and that's what i was going to say is i didn't and when at the time when this came out um I, I never saw it in the theater, but I think I probably saw it on a TV run or something, you know, yeah. back in the broadcast TV back in the day. And so yeah. you'd have to, you just caught the movie when you caught it. You couldn't rewind it or yeah. go back to the beginning. So yeah. I think I always saw bits and pieces. I never quite understood what it was about or never quite got it. So, but, yeah. but then later yeah. in life, I finally did watch the whole thing. Um, also, it's not mentioned here. You had Peter Falk on there. Uh, Peter Falk. Fred Savage was, Fred in Savage was in it. Fred Savage was in it, yeah. Yeah, Fred Savage was in it. It has a great cast. But yeah, it is. It's a great movie. I mean, I definitely. do not think that what means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one uh, from 1989, right at the end of the decade. Yes. Uh, what is it? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. With Rick Moranis. It's a good kids movie, I would say. I would say it's a good kids movie. Yeah, it's a, and it's a good family movie as well. Pretty safe. Yeah. Rick Moranis plays a scientist named Wayne Zielinski who who invents this machine that can shrink in that can shrink animate objects down to you know microscopic microscopic levels levels, and he ends up shrinking his kids and yeah it's just it it has some good comedic moments and it has some good heartwarming well it's it's a whole it's kind of that the the very familiar story of the family that can't get along together or put in a situation where they have no choice but to get along exactly you know together to survive and and to uh, so yeah good good story here's one that is i don't know why it's on the list to be honest with you it's not a kid's movie Mm mm-hmm um, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I'm still shocked. Okay, so number 14, Raiders of the Lost Ark. How did this make it on the kids list, Eric? This know. is not even a kids movie. I will say I did watch it in the theater. Or actually, I saw this movie. I shouldn't say theater. I watched this movie in the drive-in, believe it or not. Yes. Back in the day, back in the day Whoa. when they had drive-in cars. You could drive your car right to the <laughs> theater screen. And, yeah, that, that was, yeah. So a drive-in. You sound like uh, Hal Holbrook there for a minute. Did I? During his Mark, Mark Twain impression. <laughs> oh, Mark, Mark yeah. Twain, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but ni- 1981, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's the, it's not it's not necessarily a kid's movie. It's oh, a good action adventure. Great but, action adventure film. One of the best ever made. But how in the heck 
whoever put this on this list didn't do their research well enough because, yeah, this does not deserve to be – this is not a kid's movie. If this is a kid's movie, then Basic Instinct should be on this list. Oh, no, no. <laughs> now, now I'm going to tell you this. Now, all of a sudden, the last few here, before we get to 20, we're on 15 yeah. right now, they do start to get better. I they, know they I know they the do. whole time you guys are listening, it's like, this is not yeah. – this is not a kid – well, this is not – okay, they do oh, start yes. to get better. So number yes. 15 mm-hmm. is uh, from 1986, Stand By Me. Stand By Me, another Rob Reiner film. I think it, it this, I think it's definitely a kid's movie. Yes. It's kind of a coming-age story. Young it boys, um, you know, with all their different problems. Yeah. Uh, you had Will Wheaton in it from uh, Next Generation. Wesley Crusher. All you Wesley Crusher fans out there, I know you exist. Yeah. River uh, River Phoenix. Okay. Uh, Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. We talked about him on the last one podcast. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. And Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland's in this. Yeah, so it is. It's a great movie. The kids. Uh, there's this rumor about a dead body, right? And they yeah. have to go find. They're going to go. Um, Ray take, Brower. Is that the name of the the yes, guy who the died? The name of the boy that died is Ray Brower, and okay. uh, the narrator in the movie uh, is Richard Dreyfus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that. right. So yeah, they find out about this boy. Well, actually, Vern, portrayed by Jerry O'Connell, finds out about this boy named Ray Brower who was apparently went out in the woods going to pick berries and was never found. Lissa mm. is missing. And so they, he heard that there was a reward for whoever found Ray Brower dead or alive. And so Jerry O'Connell and his friends basically embark out on this friendship coming of age trip to find Ray Brower. And like you said, Eric, what makes it so good is that both of the, all of the actors in, in the characters in the film come from different walks of life. Yeah. You have Corey Feldman's character who comes from an abusive, uh, alcoholic background. You have Jerry O'Connell's character who's kind of the, the nerd kid who is um, kind of cast off and not popular. Then you have River Phoenix who plays the, the really tough kid named Chris. Mm. And then Will Wheaton's character who's kind of somewhere in between figuring out who he is is he you know is he a nerd is he he's kind of a cast off kind of the forgotten kid and also in this movie john cusack in some uh in some um in some uh remembrance scenes john cusack is his brother denny who was actually killed uh, in a car accident. Mm. And so that's why Will Wheaton's character is so important because he basically feels like a cast-off. He feels like he's not loved anymore because his brother, John Cusack, was oh, loved more okay, by yeah. his parents. But yeah, I would say this is definitely a kid's movie. It's a, it's a really good coming-of-age friendship movie. It's ba- uh, set in... It's basically actually based off a uh, novella here, it says, by uh, Stephen, Stephen King, King called uh, the, Body. the Body, which was set back yeah. in 1959. So yeah, and it's kind of a cool... It's kind of a period piece, too, because yeah, it's set yeah. back in that time. So yep. kind of a little simpler time as we would think it. Yep. Oh, this is definitely... This is definitely a kid's movie. I, I would say, and because because of its wholesome... I, it's just overall a great kid's movie. I it love is. this movie. I saw it in the theater in 84 with my cousin, Mike. Nice. Shout out to Mike out there. Nice. Mike, we know you're listening. Give us five stars. Uh, this, this is an amazing movie. What is it? The Karate Kid. The original. The original Karate Kid. The one that started it all. Ralph R- Macchio. Pat Ralph Morita. Macchio and yeah, Mr. Miyagi. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what... I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen this movie at this time. But I, I think, yeah, th- this is a great... And, and it is another kind of... These are all kind of coming-of-age stories, obviously. A lot of them yeah. are. And uh, and this is another one. You know, a kid who... You're talking about an outcast or trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't know is coming from out of town. He's a new kid. He's trying to fit in. And he comes from a single family household. Single family. Raised by his mother. Very common at the time in the 80s. Very common in the 80s. And so in the movie, Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, not only plays his sensei and his mentor, but also is the closest thing to a father that Daniel LaRusso has. And so like you said, Eric, in the middle of the 80s, when the nuclear family started breaking up, you had more single family households because of divorce. Divorce rates were sky high in the mid 80s. And I think that's probably why for me and for a lot of kids, because I do come from a divorced environment, that, me too. that that's why these kind of movies really resonate with us. And especially during that time, because sure. of that, yeah. you know, because we, we could feel what, what he was feeling, you know, exactly. especially for a boy. You know, yeah. that, that uh, you know, you kind of feel lost, and that's when you need a, a father figure the most sometimes during that, you know, time when you're yeah. developing into trying, you know, try, between a boy and a man, yeah. and you're trying to figure all that out. Yeah, and if you're someone like me who has had problems in his life with his father, like I have had, you're able to relate to the movie a lot more because you can see a positive male role model and what that male role model can be in your life from a positive influence rather than a negative influence like it was with me and my father. Mm, yeah. So that's how I was able to relate to it. Yeah. So yeah, great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it on this list. Yes, me too. Okay, what is uh, number, what were we on? 16. Uh, 16. Yeah. This is number 17 now. Okay. What do we got? Okay, I can see this. So... Quit buzzing me, people. So, <laughs> so number seventeen is the never-ending story. The never-ending this story came out in nineteen eighty-four. This I love this movie. This is a perfect mm. kids' movie to be on this list. Yes, yeah. So this is a story about a young boy named Bastion who's basically being bullied by some kids at school. And what does he do to run away from the bullies? He goes into this um, this old bookstore. And he finds this book called The Neverending Story. Mm. So Bastion goes, he runs and hides so he can read this book. But lo and behold, when he opens it, he finds that he's not only just reading the story, he actually is living the he's story. Living he's it. becoming part of the story. Uh, it doesn't have a really fantastic cast per se. The lead actor in it, his name is Noah Hathaway, who played Bastion. Gerald McCraney, who was in that TV show Major Dad. Uh, yeah, he was actually, also in Simon and Simon. Simon and Simon. Anybody that's remember right. Simon and Simon I out there? Remember Simon and Simon? Yeah, barely, but I if remember. You guys it. hit us up on uh, Twitter if you on X. Right, you. please do. Yeah, let us know. And so, yeah, it doesn't have a fantastic cast, but the reason why I say it's a wonderful kids movie is because it has a lot of wonderful kids themes in it thematic elements there's some animated elements in it and there's like no blood or gore or violence just a yeah it, I, I agree I, with it being I, on the I list I do remember some of, some of the like puppeteering did look a little um, a little hokey do, hokey little finokey hokey, there yeah, yeah. yeah. but, okay, but, but hey. overall yeah you could I mean it's definitely we'll give it it's props yeah yeah it, we'll definitely let that slide number 18 mm-hmm. it's got to be on this list from 1984 da 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 Da, 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 Who are you going to call? Da, da. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Alex Vox, I know you're listening. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't think we have to say much about this movie. No, Ivan Reitman uh, was the director. We all know Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Scorner Weaver's in it, Harold yep. Ramis, Rick Moranis again from Honey, Rick I Shrunk the Kids, Annie Potts, Annie Potts. Oh my God. This is, yeah, this, you know, it is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Another one I saw in the theater. Yeah. Uh, number 19. From 1985, what do we got? Back to the Future. Wow. One of my favorite films. Uh, Of course, we all know this movie. We've all seen it. We don't need to talk about it. Um, I don't agree, though, with this being on the list, Eric. As as a kid's movie? As a kid's movie. I don't agree Mm. with it being on the list as a kid's movie. As a science fiction film, yes. As a sci-fi comedy, most definitely. But being a kid's movie... 
I don't really see any the kid. Well, the only kid elements hmm. you can say about the movie are when Marty goes back in time and sees what his parents were like when they were teenagers, when they were growing yeah. up. So you can make some correlations there between what it's like to be a teenager growing up either in different time spans or in different family backgrounds. But aside okay. from that, I don't really think it should be on this list. I mean, when I saw this movie, I was 14 years old. Okay. And so it, it to me it would probably it's right in that wheelhouse. But then again, I'm a teenager at that point, so would you say it's a teenage movie? Or a kid's movie, and what age are we talking more, about as a kid? More teenage movie. Yeah. More so teenage more movie. More the coming of age story. <laughs> more yeah. coming of age, yeah. But great movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number 20, yes. and probably tops everybody's list. Yes. Uh, from 1985, Five. we have, ready, one, two, two three. three. The, the Goonies! Yay! The Yay. Goonies never say die. <laughs> this is one of those movies, Eric, that I can constantly watch over and over again and still not be bored with it. It is yeah. that good. Yeah. And it has an entire child cast in it, almost, with the exception of the Fratellis. And then Mikey's parents, and then the other adult parents. But the principal lead actors are all kids, and that's what makes it a perfect kids movie. Aside from the fact that they're looking basically for a a treasure they're, to save their neighborhood. It's it's kind of like goes back to that Stand by Me uh, mm-hmm. theme too, where you know the yeah. the kids are kind of banding together and in, in in search of something. You know, yeah. they're all coming together, and then some. Well. Some of them are are, are mm-hmm. purposely searching. Some of them get pulled into it, like mm-hmm. his older brother, which is played by um, why can't I think of Josh name? Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, yes, folks. Thanos was Mikey's brother in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sean Astin. There's Josh Brolin. Yeah. Jeff Cohen. Corey Feldman's in it. Carrie uh, Green. Green is the is uh, the girl. Is it Martha? Uh, Martha Plimpton was actually in um, Parenthood. Ron Howard's uh, oh, family comedy Parenthood. Okay, she played Keanu Reeves's uh, girlfriend slash fiance in Parenthood. And we also have they don't really have him listed here, but no. uh, what's his uh, uh, key? Uh, oh, Key Kwan was Key Kwan who was it, yeah. who was a short round in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. And he was just won an Oscar. Just and... won an Oscar for everything, everywhere, all, all at, at once. once. Yesterday, last week, from a month ago, <laughs> I think that's the title of the movie. I don't remember. <laughs> I will say, yeah, I will say that. Okay, like like it shows a picture here, and now yeah. I will say, that definitely Goonies is, is a oh. definite is definitely on this list now. Most uh, definitely, yeah, and yes. it should be on the top. So I would. Say yeah, probably ET. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, they show a picture here. ET, uh, Stand by Me, and mm-hmm. the Goonies are probably some of the top. Here's some ones though yes. from the '80s. Now we have a list real quick, and I was like, why didn't they? Why didn't they do this one? Why didn't they do that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? You had some written down, and I've got some written down. Do you want me yeah. to go first? I'll go first with my first one, and then you, you go, go first because I'm compiling just write another, down another one. I'm compiling another entry on my Uh-oh. list, so you I go hope, first. Is that the one that I had? Okay, yeah. I so, think so. Um, from the 1980 uh, movies list, let's see, what'd you get? Okay. Oh, no, you didn't write it down. Okay. No. I, I'm going to save the best for last, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to stick in here. It's kind of one of those on the fence again. It's almost kind of a coming of age, not really a kid's movie, but I'm going to say Iron Eagle. Uh, okay. What do you think? I, I'm confused. Why would you equate Iron Eagle to being a kid's movie? I don't know, because maybe I watched it when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. I mean, yeah, I would consider Iron Eagle to be a... F- 
a pure, not a pure action film, but I would consider it more to be an action film than a kids movie. I, I would say kids movie because the kid goes and rescues the dad. Okay. The, the plot, right? So, well, the kid becomes a pilot, yeah, to rescue. Well, he, his he's dad already a pilot, pilot, but I don't even. He, I think he's just barely able. I mean, he, yeah, he's barely able to drive at that point. So he's probably what sixteen. Uh, yeah. 16, 17, he has a younger brother, you know, I don't know. So anyway, okay, Okay. so okay, that one's on the fence. Okay, what do you got? What do you got? Okay, so for one of mine, I have, this was one of my favorite movies as a kid that came out in the 80s. It's a film called The Dark Crystal. Yeah, The Dark Crystal. So I I think I get this one confused with Never Ending Story. Yes, you do, and it's easy to see why. And a lot of people also get it confused with Labyrinth, the movie that featured Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie. And that was that Um, out in the 80s too? I think it was. But Dark Crystal is a Jim Henson movie. And this I really love yeah. this one. I think it's a perfect kids movie because it has mostly most of the cast are uh, Jim Henson created uh, creature shop um, creations. Now some of the actors who were in it well it features the voices of uh, Frank Oz, Jim Henson voiced some of it. So did Dave um, Dave Gessler, I think who was one of the Sesame Street slash Muppet voices as well. Uh, pulling up a cast list here. Eric is. I also see, um, okay, Louise Gold was a voice. Dave Geltz, yes. He oh, was one of the voices. Dave Geltz was a great Muppet voice. So, yeah, you have Muppet creators and Muppet voice actors who are portraying these uh, puppet-created, creature-created characters. And it's yeah. basically a story about the forces of evil looking for this dark crystal that would be able to control all of all of the entire universe i guess if i remember correctly mm. but it, yeah it's it's a really good really good uh perfect kids movie because it's all pu- all the main actors or characters are puppets yeah. essentially and so huh. uh yeah 1982 1982 came it came out in 1982 and this is one of those movies eric that used to be on like if i remember correctly it used to be on tbs when tbs first came out way back in its infancy days it would be on tbs really? like every weekend from what i recall huh Interesting. Yeah, okay, so, Dark Crystal. Yeah, so the Dark Crystal. So that that would be good for kids overall. I think it would be good for kids overall. Yeah, there's no violence in it. There's no bad language in it. And it's good for kids overall. It's good for family, too. So I think it's something that the whole family would be able to enjoy. Now, the next one I know you're not going to agree with because it's along the lines of mm-hmm. Iron Eagle, but it's probably because mm-hmm. I saw it at the same time okay. um, mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid or teen or tween um, okay. would be uh, Enemy Mine. Oh, Enemy Mine is a great science fiction film. But you still wouldn't classify it. No, as. I would classify this as pure science fiction. Stars Dennis Quaid and Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah. And they are both um, they're both basically enemies. And they crash land on this planet when they're when they're in a large space fight. And they have to learn to basically survive together, even though they're enemies mortal enemies mm-hmm. they have to learn that in order to survive they need to rely on each other yeah they have to basically mm-hmm. join forces exactly yeah. yeah now i agree with you know, again i think it's a great science fiction film but i just fail to see how it's considered a kid's film yeah 85 i'd say so i saw it when i was about 15 okay so yeah it's pg-13 mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i still think uh yeah i think it's just because i saw it as a kid I don't okay know, maybe well hey that's fine <laughs> that's the great thing about these lists you I, don't I have that's... to have a particular criteria in order to be on the list you know what yeah. i mean True, but I agree with you. I mean, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it a uh, you know kids movie? Yeah, I yeah. think kids can watch it. I yeah. think kids can watch it because there's nothing really bad about. it. I don't remember it, anything. But... Yeah, really terrible adult about it. 
Um, but yeah, it's just a good. It's, it's a very low key. I mean, these kids, these guys are surviving, so it's not a yeah. lot of action a lot of the time. It's it's. No. Anyway, okay. So, what do you got on your, next on yours? Next on my list, there is a movie called Explorers. Ooh. This was a movie that came out a while back with a young Ethan Hawke and a young um, River Phoenix. And it's basically about these kids who build this spaceship, and they go into space, and yeah, they they want to become basically like astronauts. It's a sci-fi movie, and this came out in nineteen what was it eighty? I want to say eighty five. Eighty five. Thank yep. you. Yeah, and so a boy obsessed with his fifty sci-fi movies. There we go. About aliens has a recurring dream about a blueprint of some kind, which he draws. Uh, for his inventor friend, mm-hmm. and with the help of a third kid, who's the third kid? Um, they follow, Bobby Fight. huh? Bobby Fight. Okay, they yeah. follow it and build themselves a spaceship. I kind of vaguely remember this. Yes, um, yeah. This is this is one that I that I saw like oh, a long, 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 long time ago, but I haven't seen it in a long, 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 long time. Mm. So I would literally have to go back and watch it to refresh myself. But because I remember it. I know that it would be really good for kids because, um, again, it features primarily a, a, a child cast, but it's also about you know kids you know using their imaginations and about kids reaching for the stars figuratively and literally here, and about inspiration and everything else like that. So hmm. that's why I put it on my list. Very nice. Explorers. <clears throat> Explorers. Mm-hmm. Now there's one here that we both had. Yeah. On the list, um, and that is. Flight of the Navigator. Navigator, yeah. And I do not understand how in the world mm-hmm. they left this one off. Right, exactly. The list. Yeah, so Flight of the Navigator is actually a movie that was produced by Disney way back in the day before Disney became what it is known today. Uh, it stars Veronica Cartwright. If you don't know who she is, she was in Alien, Ridley Scott's Alien. She was also in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a story about a young boy who gets on this alien spaceship and he actually is sent forward in time. So he doesn't go back in time, but he gets launched forward in time. And during the time that he's been missing, his parents age, his siblings age, and he was listed as missing when they couldn't find him. But yeah, I I, I love this movie too, simply because not only does he is the lead actor a kid, but it's also about, again, children growing up. And it's about kids coming to grips with adulthood and aging, more importantly. So it's kind of like a reverse of big, mm-hmm. like it, everybody else gets older. Exactly. And of course, it has a cute little alien. Or there's a cute little uh, uh, alien uh, being on the ship. I think this thing, right. this the ship actually, if I remember correctly, it goes around and it collects. Yes. Doesn't it collect different species and things? It does. It collects different species. And the voice yeah. of the ship is Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Hey, Blippo, oink, oink, too many cookies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't know why it was left off the list. Yeah, maybe because they didn't watch it, I guess. Now, what do you have here? What Another one. We only have about uh, three more people. Hold, okay. Hang in there with us. Yeah, so, the, okay, so I'm just going to run these off here real quick. Well, no, you have a, what was this one here? Okay. That was the next one. So, so the next one I put on here was another animated f- a film called An American Tale. Yes. Another Don Bluth movie. Remember when I mentioned Don Bluth being a former Disney animator? Yeah. yeah well, he jumped ship and animated his own films, and this is one of those. It's a really good pure kids animated movie about this little mouse called Fievel and he and his family basically um, flee to America 
They are immigrants coming to America, coming to a, a new... Russian mouse. Yeah, a Russian mouse. That's right. He gets, he gets separated from his family uh, while they are relocating, and he's basically trying to survive in a new country. And uh, it stars the voice actors, Dom DeLuise. Ooh, Christopher Plummer, that's right, was one of the mm. voices actors in that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's purely animated, and it really is a story that is... it. It's more about, you know... What's the best way to describe it here? Hmm. It's basically a story about how to adapt, how to adapt into a new, a new environment, a new land, especially when you're coming from a country that was your home, the only home you ever knew, and you're coming to a new world, either to seek a better life or um, to uh, to experience new things. I guess. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of kind of ties in, and as far as kids go, you know, kind of ties into whether like kids would go, you know, would basically be in their in their grammar school and they go to the next level, like a mm-hmm. junior high. You know, it's like the, yeah, the new exactly. world that you're getting into, or they're 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 kind of going through that time in life where we all change, exactly. Or they're moving to a new place and trying to mm-hmm. adapt. You know, we talked about broken families yep. and how people would have to move to different spots yeah so yeah, it's kind of exactly. an inspiring story that way mm-hmm. this this last one i have okay. uh, you have one more after me this last I one i have uh i do not understand why it's not on the list it should be on the very top of the list one of the best movies for kids i think from the 80s mm-hmm. out there to me okay is the last starfighter oh what do you think uh, you know what? I actually can get can you, down with that. Being, can you agree with me on this one? I can. I can't agree with you on this one. Yay! Now, it is also a great science fiction film as well. Yes, of but course. I can be down with it being a kid's film. It stars Lance Guest and uh, Daniel O'Herlihy. This is from uh, 19... Was it 84? 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Preston is also in it. Uh, let's see. Who else is in it? Uh, Catherine Mary Stewart. Don't know who she is. Don't remember her. Lance Guest, you said, was the yeah the teenager. Yeah. No. So it's basically what what the premise is is there is a uh, a video game. There's a video game, but basically he the they have put um uh oh my gosh Catherine Mary Stewart's in it. Okay. Uh, I gotta go back and watch this yeah, again. Right, me too, I mean, yeah. I just I remember it. Flashback flicks. I gotta go back and watch it. Retro review. Retro review, definitely. Yeah, but basically, go. so the kid is playing a video game, and I think they live in a trailer park. They do. And what this video game is, is actually a tool that's a recruitment tool for yep. these, uh, for this alien uh, race. Squad, well, alien, well, I would say, isn't like an, like an intergalactic... Spaceship uh, squadron. Spaceship squadron. Yeah, yeah they're trying to find yeah. these starfighters to go, and, and, mm-hmm. and so basically that's what they're, it's a recruitment tool. Yeah. And so he beats the game, and then uh, he gets uh, mm-hmm. gets called in to do it. The guy, of course, it's the typical hero story. He rejects it. He yeah. rejects going to fight, and then what happens? Well, there's assassins that come mm-hmm. to take him out because they're also, you know, they don't want any starfighters, so they're right. these assassin, alien assassins. Exactly. So he kind of gets called into duty this way because, yeah. you know, he... D- these alien alien assassins are after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it, it is. It's a real good kids movie. It is. Yeah. Now it, I would say maybe leaning more toward boys. More, definitely more toward. And, and boys. I'm going to say sorry, sorry for all of our uh, uh, female listeners out there. A lot of yes. these movies that we recommend are more towards boys because we're boys and we mm-hmm. watched 
boy movies growing and up. Right? That's right. Just to clarify, Eric and I are not misogynists, nor are we favoritists <laughs> here, ladies. It's just that, to be honest with you, we don't watch These a lot the of the popular girls' films. These are a lot of the movies okay. that, that we that you know that when we grew up, we obviously we gravitated towards. Yeah, but yeah sorry but, that we didn't gravitate towards Barbie, but <laughs> hey, you know they can't all be winners. But you guys got Barbie now. So. Yeah, right. There you okay, go. Okay, so uh, but uh, yeah, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty. Uh, there was some heartfelt stuff in it. I thought overall, and I believe check the boxes. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a while since I've seen it. But it also deals. Lance Guest character is also a teenage boy living in a single family trailer park. I think also, so. Right? With his brother. With his brother, yeah. yeah. So it hits on that dynamic there of single families again, and what it's like living in that type of dynamic where you have just one parent trying to. You know, you know, trying to hold down the fort there, but then Lance Guest playing the older brother, who's kind of thrust in the role of father, trying to be a good role model for his baby brother at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and uh, has mm-hmm. to go into outer space to save the to save to save his planet, to and save the, the planet, the galaxy, yeah. the universe. Uh, there's also a part when he's away in the planet, they have like this android to fill his spot so nobody misses him, which has right. some funny moments too. And yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a great movie for mm-hmm. back then. I, I think, yes. and I think actually, you know, some of the some of the effects back then are very actually very good on a lot of these movies. You know, come to think of it, yeah, they were. They okay, were. last one, and we'll let uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, is this an '80s movie? It is an '80s movie. This one just popped to mind. This is a movie called The Monster Squad. Wow, this is definitely you're right. '87. Yes, came out in 1987. Eric, this is definitely a kids movie. What this is about? This I is forgot a, about this movie. Yes, kick Wolfman in the nards. Wolfman's got that's nards. Right. Wolfman's got, got nards. nards. Yes, this, right. That's right. This is a movie about a group of boys who basically find out that there are that the popular uh, horror icon villains Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, and the Wolfman actually exist, and they're looking for a magical um, amulet. That will basically uh, bring all the demons on Earth, and then they will control all the domains of good on Earth. Well, these boys are setting out on a quest to find this amulet mm. and to keep Dracula and his minions from, you know, basically destroying their world. Yeah. The reason I say it's a good kids movie is because even though there are some funny horror movies moments in it, it had some wonderful whimsical childlike moments in it too. The cast was headlined by an actor named Andre Gower, who played the lead character named Sean, Robbie Kiger, who played a character named Patrick, his brother, and then also Tom Noonan, uh, a well-known uh, veteran actor, played Frankenstein. Mm. Uh, let's see, Duncan Rager. Well, Frankenstein's monster, yeah. Yeah, Duncan Rager was Count Dracula, Michael Faustino. So, yeah, this had a, a Jason Harvey was in it, too. He was in The Wonder Years. Oh, um, wow, yeah. Yeah, so this one had an entirely child cast in it. And again, it's just kind of a whimsical uh, poke at horror movies there with all the popular horror villains. Again, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, everyone. So it just popped to mind like 20 minutes ago and I wrote it down on my list. No, this is a great one. This, I totally forgot funny. about this movie. Yeah, this this is a funny one. And th- this was du- this was directed by a guy named Fred Decker uh, who actually collaborated with uh, a guy named Shane Black who was in Predator and mm. who's also went on to direct Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man 3 and directed oh a fantastically underrated good movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang oh, with Robert yeah, Downey yeah, yeah. Jr. Yeah. So yeah, so 
So, um, and Fred Decker did this one, and Decker can kind of came from like a, a horror background anyway, from what I understand. Hmm. But yeah, Eric, I just remember watching this as a kid so many times and just being um, uh, just being mesmerized by it and just laughing my butt off. And so it had to be on my list, so I put it on my this list. This is awesome. I think I'm going to try to watch this with my daughter and see if Re- she Retro likes review it. on this one, Retro too. review on this. But I think I, I, will, I will definitely watch this one because I totally forgot about this, and I'm yeah. glad you were, you were able to pull this one oh, out. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so, surprise, so, surprise entry. Do you agree with it. it being on the list? I definitely agree with it being on the list. Yeah, that was, are you writing another one down right now? No, I'm saying we got to do retro review. Oh, <laughs> man, you keep writing them down. We're never going to get this. I know, show right? Done. Sorry. Like, well, you, and I got to go home. And, I got to go home and go to bed pretty soon. Oh, so. here we go. <laughs> right. Well, on that note, let's Whoa. get let's get Jason some sleep, guys. Kick but hey, me in the nards. We got to end the show, <laughs> folks. Want to do that? That might wake you up. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, hey, we hope you enjoyed the show, yes. and uh, definitely check us out on our social media. Please leave a review if you can. Yep. Five stars help us out on the algorithm. We definitely yep. appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. Find us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission, on X, formerly known as Twitter, at PTI underscore podcast. All right, you guys, take care out there. We will see you on the next one. Yep, peace out. See you guys on the flip side. Bye. Later. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.